From the All Indiana Podcast Network, this is Real Talk. No strings attached. The podcast brought to you by the youth of Indianapolis using this platform and their voice to touch on vital topics they believe impact their communities. Here's the Real Talk team for some Real Talk. No strings attached. Are you ready? Because here we go. All right, y'all, let's do it. So what's up? I'm Jalea. And today we're working on financial literacy. And yeah, so I'm about to redo that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just keep going. All right. What's up, y'all? It's Jalea. I'm part of the Real Talk Youth. I'm part of the Real Talk team. And today we're working on financial literacy. And I'm here with Andre Hogue. I'm a representative with uh, PFS Investments. Um, yes. Hello, I'm Ashley Pylon, and I'm with Purdue Extension. Um, hello, my name is King. I go to Purdue Polytech, and I'm 17. All right. So, to get started off with, how do you get into how do you get into financial literacy? Uh, well, I think uh, financial literacy is not necessarily something to get into, but something to learn. Uh, and I believe it's all of our responsibility to to learn financial literacy. Uh, so one of the best ways is to get a, get a coach and get some, you know, some resources that are credible uh, and not just on the internet. I think there's a lot of information out there. Some of it's true, some of it's kind of true, some of it's not true at all. So um, just, you know, getting, getting some resources and maybe even a financial coach, uh, depending on uh, what your goals are. Okay. I was kind of wondering, like, with it through, do you feel like they should be teaching us how to do this in school and stuff? Because I, I know this doesn't happen, but... Sometimes, like, kids are trying to learn different things, and they're trying to, like, start their own business, but they don't know how financial literacy works. I don't even know how to fully do it. So do you think it should be taught in schools and everything? Yeah, go ahead, Ashley. That's a great question. Um, actually, the state of Indiana is one of 22 states now that is requiring financial education in high school. So anyone that is getting ready to graduate by 2028 is required to have five pieces of that. And I believe it's insurance risk, credit and debt, um, savings and investing, budgeting and spending and earning income and goal settings are the new um, standards that's required. Um, So Purdue has been working with the Indiana Economic Coalition um, to create some curriculum for the high schoolers to, or the high school teachers um, to have to start rolling out that information. So this is a huge thing for us, for Indiana. My question with that is, uh, <clears throat> uh, you say credit and debt and like um, insurance risk. Uh, mm-hmm. Will it be taught like um, like real financial literacy as in like the sense of like teaching good debt and bad debt and the difference between them, how to leverage debt, how to leverage credit? Or will it be more of like, this is a good credit score, this is a bad credit score? Because, you know, mm-hmm. we need to go deeper than that especially for um, the younger uh, black generations. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're behind. So we need to uh, have it just be deeper than the surface value. Like, everyone knows 800 is a good credit score. Mm-hmm. Like, we know that. Like, we need people to teach us the, um, the real underlying causes mm-hmm. of what makes somebody wealthy. Um, that's a great question. Um, so that's the downfall with um, the standards and the curriculum that, or the requirements that's been rolled out. There's no actual um, requirement requirements on the curriculum. Um, so any school can choose what they plan to do. They just have to cover those five, those six areas. Um, so that's why Purdue extension and 
um, the Indiana Coalition or the Indiana um, Economic Coalition has been working with some partners to create that curriculum. Um, and in our curriculum, we are talking about that. We're talking about um, why do you have to have a decent credit score? Because it's going to affect your auto insurance, your security deposits. Um, but also, you know, being mindful and um, creating healthy financial behaviors. Um, that's the one thing I love about Purdue Extension is that's where we start with. We talk about the financial behaviors because um, if we don't address that, then you're not going to create a good financial um, basis, foundation for yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, another question I had um, more so for you. Um, how important is it for kids in this day and age to learn about financial literacy and like set themselves free from that uh, rat race? Man, it's so important, you know, really, because, you know, it's not a short game. We play it's a long game, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, learning it early, you know, to Ashley's point. I mean, it's really about behaviors. Uh, money is 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 not emotional. OK, I always tell folks, don't cry for money because money don't mm -hmm. cry for you. All right. You got to have a relationship with money uh, and the better that relationship, it impacts your behaviors. Right. And then your behaviors impact really what your future looks like. So, you know, King, I think um, understanding I got to have a good relationship with money, which I grew up uh, middle class. My parents were probably considered poor. Um, but my father's relationship with money was when he got it, he didn't have financial literacy. Mm. Right. So he said, as soon as I get some money, I'm going to really start solving problems and challenges that they had early on. He didn't have these certain things. And so he wanted that and that created behaviors. But the challenge is it also creates behaviors for your children. Mm. Right. Because you're starting to do things for them and they don't have financial literacy either. So the, we, we create what I call a money philosophy. Mm. Right. So our money philosophy is when I get money, what do I think the purpose of that money is? Right. And a lot of times we it's three things you can do with money. You can spend it. OK, you can waste it or you can invest it. Okay, now spending, I mean, like you got bills, you got things you got to take care of. But but a lot of times we're wasting money uh, and, and that comes from a lack of financial literacy, a lack of discipline around mm -hmm. money. Right. And so even as the state of Indiana starts to say we need the financial literacy, we also got to have not we got to understand that knowledge is not power alone. Applied knowledge is power. Mm. OK, so there are a lot of people with information, but they're not implementing the information doesn't mean they don't know it, but it's not going to change their life. Right. We got to be able to change our behaviors. Right. And the world says spend the money. Mm -hmm. We're incented to spend. Like when COVID hit, everyone got a <laughs> stimulus check. What was the purpose of the stimulus check? Mm -hmm. To stimulate the economy, not to invest for your future, not to eliminate your debt, not to put yourself in a better financial position. It, it was to spend or waste the money. Right. And so we got to challenge ourselves. I think when it comes to literacy, as we're younger, uh, we have to understand the purpose of money. Mm. We also have to understand ways that we can create more money, mm. right, through investing and other opportunities. And, and again, those, that's the risk tolerance are different for people, King, but we do have to have a combo about freedom. Mm. Read the real question after financial literacy is financial freedom, mm. right? Because, see, we live in a free country, but most people ain't free. Mm-hmm. OK, not financially, they're not. OK, they make enough money, but they, the future them don't have the same money uh, that they do currently. See, the 65 year old, you need some money, too. 
Mm-hmm. And so we got to learn how to invest in how to do the things we need to do. And so that that conversation goes beyond literacy. Mm. See, see, you can learn like being literate is great, but it doesn't change your life just because you know a few things. It's how do we take it, have an implementation strategy for economic empowerment? Mm. Okay, and that's beyond just the basics of money. Okay, and learning. So there's that becomes more of a philosophy. I believe the purpose of money is to create more money. Mm. Okay. Um, um, I was wondering also with that. So to be able to create, like, what do you think is the first step that we should probably take to be able to fully get into it? Like, what do you think we should do first? Because yes, you can get money, but like, how do you like how how do you how somebody who's just like sitting there's like, man, I want to start this thing. How do you, how do you think they should like start off first? Do you start mm-hmm. with like a budget binder with Bitcoin? Like, how do you think they should start that off? With when it comes to investing, yes. Um, so. <clears throat> First off, you know, you got to understand that when you're investing, there's risk to investing. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. some investment strategies are more risky than others. All right. So I always recommend I won't I will not because I'm a licensed advisor. I won't give you advice on what to do because everybody's situation that's not um, suitable um, or responsible to do that. But there are different ways. I think the first thing you have to do is to know the different types of investing. Okay, and investments you can have. All right. Yeah. Bitcoin. These are all um, cryptocurrency. I mean, you got these these investment strategies that you could literally lose it all. Okay, right. So you put in a thousand dollars and before the end of the day, it's all gone. Right. I believe that most people should start off doing what's called dollar cost averaging, which is systematically investing a hundred bucks, maybe into mutual funds, if that makes sense for that person or some type of investment strategy that diversifies your risk. Mm. OK, because see what again, this is the challenge we got. Everybody's talking about cryptocurrency. Right. Mm-hmm. But then you can have a Elon Musk or somebody put in millions of dollars right into it and, and make the thing shoot up mm-hmm. and then take it all out and make you lose everything. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not a great investment strategy. So part of it is just understanding uh, the different types of investments and be OK without needing to know everything at one time. OK, mm-hmm. so we live in a we live in a society now. where We got to have it right now. Like I got to get it now. I, like, I need to know how it works. Listen, let's just talk about some of the different types of strategies. And maybe it's just starting off with $50 a month out of your check. I'm going to put something aside. I'm going to keep doing 50 because what is that doing is creating a behavior Mm -hmm. and an expectation. Right. See, we don't have expectations. We don't have behaviors. We throw everything in one basket Mm -hmm. and we don't have the risk tolerance to lose it all. So right now, what I would say is short term, I mean, uh, you know, small amounts over a long period of time mm-hmm. is a big deal. And you all are young now. Like if I, if someone could have helped me, you know, King at, at 16, 17, 18, learn how to invest. And so when I got my check that I put a certain amount, it would be hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, 20, 30 years later, you know, based on how much I put in there, that's game changing. Mm-hmm. That changes your life. Right. And so I think it's what to you just to, again, bring that back around is that you start just where you are. What are you willing to invest and put aside and what can you risk? OK. And what are those strategies that make the most sense to y'all? Okay. You know, I would like to add something to that, too. I, you know, working with um, <clears throat> families, I think that uh, another big thing is to have a plan, um, have your goals established. What does that plan look like? 
Um, you know, start with building your emergency savings account first and then start looking into investments. Get those bases, that foundation down first, and then look at the options of what to do next. <clears throat> we have like 20% of Americans that have an emergency savings account. That's not a lot. Um, and if you start putting all your money into an into investments, you may not necessarily be able to get that back right away. So having that savings account, having something set aside and a plan for that emergency to create that foundation, a solid foundation. Once you get that and you have control over your finances, your control over your budget, um, you know what's coming in, what's going out, <clears throat> excuse me, then start looking at those investment opportunities and start building that wealth a little bit more, um, figuring out what kind of risk taker you are. Um, there's so many great op tools out there. Like um, we use um, Habitudes. It's a card game that you can figure out what kind of spender you are to kind of help you identify what your risk level is. And there's free games online as well. Um, I know, um, Ivy tech had a few of them, um, where you can identify like what kind of risk taker you are. Um, and even working with your financial institution or a, um, financial planner or working with the community centers, um, with their financial coaches to help you identify what kind of risk level you are, you are at. So and jumping off that, uh, what do you guys like? Um, I know you talked a lot about if you had someone, uh, I think me and a lot of the people I'm close to, that's another problem we have, right? Mm -hmm. Is there are kids out here who are willing to learn, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Me, myself included, like there are kids out here who are willing to learn and just need something that needs someone or a group or a community of people to spring off of. So if you were, in, I guess, our shoes, what would be your guys' first step into, you know, finding that place to start, you know, starting at zero? Where would you go to find that at? Yeah, so uh, there's some great programs. I sit on the board of directors for 100 Black Men of Indianapolis, um, and we have a program called Dollars and Cents, uh, where we teach financial literacy to freshmen, to high school seniors. Um, so that would be a great place. My daughter's uh, our um, sophomores and senior at Brebuff, and they're in that program. Okay, I've been in the industry for 23 years, but I've never seen anything better than that um, mm -hmm. to just kind of get you going. I'm not saying there's not, but it's an incredible program, and it talks about credit. It talks about debt. It talks about risk uh, in a lot of things. So those who are in high school, I think that's a great place to start is just getting in that program. It doesn't cost you anything to be in it. Um, I think it's about 16 weeks and they really pour into you. And there's some scholarship money on the back end as well. Um, so uh, for those who participate. So I think that's a great starting point. Uh, that's, that program has been around uh, over 20 years and um, is over at uh, it's we facilitated over at the University of Indianapolis uh, with one of the partnerships we have there. So it's, it's a really cool program. So for that high school student, that's a really good place to start. Um, I think, and I know, I know what you're saying too, even those who maybe not able to be in that program, um, just different resources, you know, out there. I think some of those games that you were talking about, Ashley, are, are pretty cool. Uh, but it, it is, you're learning over a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that's a big mm -hmm. piece of it. Like, it's not like high school. I'm going to do this in a short period of time. You're learning over a lifetime. So, um, you know, hopefully that, that helps. There are definitely programs out there though. All right. Well. Um, y'all, that's it for us, but we'll be back and we'll be back with the different members a few, a little bit shortly. Okay. Appreciate it. All right, it. Thanks so for wrap the time. Wrap it up. Mm -hmm.
Thank you. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And we're live. Welcome to the Real Talk Podcast. I'm Trey. I'm here with... London. And can you guys say your names, please? Yes, I am Shernice Hubbard. Andre Hogue. Okay, so the first question do, that we have for you, how do you think social media has affected the way that people manage their money? I think social media leads an impact for influence. And because we have a lot of social media experts that a lot of individuals tend to look for that guidance. And so because there's so much information out there, they don't know what they don't know. So how do we get that guidance? Um, I believe that you have to do your own research. Um, whenever someone is giving you information, you want to do your due diligence and look for that information because it's out there. If they right. found it, you can find it. Right. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's great um, you know, advice, too, because you, know, you got to check your information against what it, what's out there, right? So a lot of times we Google the first thing we see, we think that's really what it is. That's <laughs> me. Right? It's like whatever's at the top, well, that's the answer. But you got to check that against uh, the information, make sure that's consistent and that not that's just the, you know, the, the most popular thing of the time right now. So mm-hmm. it's, you, know, you want to check around. Okay, so let's talk about our community. So I know when you go onto campuses like Butler or universities, their community is really nice. And then you go about five minutes over and it's bad. The community doesn't look right. How do we get our community in order to be like that so Butler can spend money on other things? I feel like the money isn't going to the right things. You know, people can get money from it. So how do you feel about that? So you have to understand that Butler is a marketing, right? It's a college here that has value to the city. And so, of course, you're going to have a nice neighborhood where Butler is because that's their marketing strategy. The community is for the community. You're going to live there. You're going to live there. And so it's up for the community members to make sure that their community is presentable as Butler. Right. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's perfect, um, you know, way to look at that. I mean, our, we have to be invested in our community, right? And uh, oftentimes we're not an asset to the community. So, you know, Butler and, and the Tarkington area has always invested resources over there, right? So, um, you know, it would, it would make sense that, that the university who wants to keep the area around it together. If there's no university in our community, the question is, what's our value proposition to the community, right? And if we just are, hey, we're tearing it down, and that's what it's going to be. Resources will always go out, and they won't come in. I mean, you can see that just with roads, right? The city yes. doesn't fix our roads, qu- you know, soon, you know, quick enough, right? They always go out to Hamilton County and other places because there's a value proposition, mm-hmm. you know, so we have to do better with our monies and keep those dollars flowing through the community to make that a place where money should flow. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
You know, that, that that's something we have to own. That's not anyone else's responsibility. And, and if we don't look at our areas as a value, then I think it kind of speaks for itself. So how do we get our community all together so we be so we can become an advocate for our community? Because if we don't do it ourselves, then who can? So how do we get our community all together as one to get that in order? You first have to be willing to just give. Right. And so making sure that you can help the community understand the value in themselves, because right now we're just living we're living to get by. But if you teach the value in yourself that, as he said, you are the asset, then you will have more value in the things that you do and the outcome and how it looks and how you present yourself. Okay. Yeah, great. I don't think there's anything else that needs to be said on that. It's clear. Okay, so as you know, a lot of youth are trying to be their own entrepreneur. You see all over social media. How do we get into that where we can spread out and start our own? Because I know a lot of people my age want to do that. They don't want to work a nine to five anymore. They want to do their own thing, whether it's nails, hair, tattoos, whatever they want to do. So how do we go about that to make our own money? I say you want to surround yourself around the individuals that you know are interested in the space that you are because you have to motivate each other. It is a journey. And so when you have a strong unit, a strong team to help each other, guide each other into that space, then one person can do the research while the other person delivers, um, as well as searching for other opportunities in the communities and programs that can give you exposure to the entrepreneurship because there's a lot of hitting pieces to doing it successfully. I mean, so you absolutely, you, you gotta know why you want to own something. Okay. Some people just don't want to work. Okay. (laughs) I've never seen an entrepreneur who doesn't work though. Right. That's not consistent with the concept, right? You're going to work harder when you become an entrepreneur. So part of it is discipline, Mm. right? You got to understand that it doesn't come quick. And everybody that we see on social media who's getting it is not the normal story of an entrepreneur. Really, 50% of businesses fail in 12 months, okay? Within three to five years, 90% will be gone, Mm. okay? So we got to really understand that if I want to do that, you know, we were talking earlier about there's, there's two lions, Okay, that you got the lion in the wild and you got the lion in the zoo. Okay, see the lion in the zoo, somebody feeds them every day. That's like an employee, right? There's nothing wrong with being an employee, but people provide something for you. Right. When you are lying in the wild, how does the lion in the wild eat, London? You feed them. They got to feed themselves, right? They got to get up and run. That's the entrepreneur. But sometimes you out in the wild and you don't catch nothing today. Mm -hmm. Can you stay out here? Right. Or do you go back? So I think the why you want to be that is I'm just I want to run. I want freedom. You got to have that dog in you that says, look, I'm just hungry. Right. If you ain't hungry, then go where somebody can make sure you eat. Because when we entrepreneurs, we got to go get that done. So if the if the I think your generation really is challenging the status quo, which I'm super proud of y'all. But we got to bring work ethic. Mm-hmm. Right. Lazy people don't eat. OK. 
You got to get hungry enough to say, I want to do it. And this is why. And I'm willing to, you know, have that long, that journey, that marathon. It's a marathon, not a sprint. That's the misconceptions. Everybody think they're going to sprint to 100 grand, 150 to a million and all that. And it does happen. But but we can agree it doesn't happen like that all the time. Right. And and that doesn't mean that I shouldn't be an entrepreneur. It just means that I'm going to have to do it a different way. And am I willing to take that journey? Yeah, I love that perspective with the lion that you Mm -hmm. give, because when I think about it, it brings up the word consistency, Mm -hmm. having to be consistent with yourself and getting what you're looking for. Absolutely. So I know you both have a business. You have a Mm -hmm. business in Chicago Mm -hmm. and you have wigs in um, vending machines and things like that. So how do you start that? And what is the process? Because I know, like he said, on social media, you just see people get it. You don't know the actual backstory behind it. How do you keep yourself motivated to where I'm going to get up every morning and start my day and make sure I go get the money? So how does that work? Mm -hmm. So actually the wigs and vending machine is my children's business. Oh, wow. Yeah, that belongs to... So they're starting young. I started that for them. And so, again, you have to have a strong support system to invest into the youth. And so, for me, I started them with a retail store in 2019. Of course, they were interested at the time, but... I built that business up for them. And now that they are at an older age, they have interest in taking control. And it has a lot of equity built inside of it because of what I've done. Um, Outside of that, I do have a finance company. So it's called Sway, S-W-A-A, Tax and Financial Consultant. And I've been doing that now for about four years. And just like he said, it's consistent. I, I still have a full-time job. I get up every day. I go to work at Corteva as a facility analyst. And when I leave at four o'clock, I go to Sway. And I'm there until midnight, one o'clock in the morning. And then when I leave Sway, I go home and I study. And then when I get up the next day, I may go out and I'm supporting over 50 different other organizations in the community to build their businesses. But it's consistency for me. It's the discipline because this is what I want. And not only is it what I want, this is what my purpose is. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Purpose is everything. You know, God gives us that, um, that purpose. Right. And um you know, I truly believe that everyone has at least one gift, uh, but some have multiple gifts. Uh, but God, when God creates us, regardless of purpose, a person's spiritual belief, okay, we, we're God, there's a higher power. Uh, and when we come to this earth, we really come with our gift trapped inside of us. Okay, God never puts the future of something outside of itself. So the, the apple is in the seed. Okay, the the oak tree is in the acorn, right? It's already. So what does that mean? You already have what you need. Okay, to to make, uh, you know, to create that purpose. So, you know, as she was saying, like she understands her purpose. And if you understand the purpose, the the journey makes sense. Right. Because we all live life going forward, but we understand it looking back. Mm. Okay, so when you understand your purpose, it makes sense to you why she would start businesses for her children, because she understands her purpose is to create opportunity Mm -hmm. for others. Okay, and if you start in your house, that's kind of where you should start. Right. Not just in the community. Everybody starts in the community and they come back to the kids. Uh, So that's a that's a great place to start. So you can tell the way a person does anything, London, is how they do everything. Mm. 
OK, the way they do anything is how they do it. When you can see a person who's undisciplined, they undisciplined in multiple areas. When a purpose, a person knows their purpose um, around life, they can also see that for others. So if you're going to step out there and do that and the timing is right, I think you all heard that she's her her whole day is taken up. Right. She's probably not sleeping eight hours a night. Right. She's up studying and mastering her craft. She's she's working uh, in the career she's in. She's creating businesses for herself and for other people. And that's really what it looks like. And, you know, and, and some folks don't want that. They just want the outcome. Mm, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and they want the income, but they don't want the work that comes along with it. You know, and those are not consistent. It's just not how the universe works. Okay? Right. You reap from what you sow. Mm-hmm. If you sow nothing, you reap nothing. And mm-hmm. I think that's fair. We talk a lot about social media and how the positives and good sides of social media. And there's also bad sides and negatives of social media. I have kind of two questions for you, for you both. One, do you think there's more positive stuff on social media or more negative, social, negative stuff on social media? And then the second question to that is how impactful and how influential is that bad stuff or that good stuff on social media? I think social media has a lot of influence. And I think depending on the person who is perceiving that influence will concept the outcome of what they see. And so you have to know who you are first, because if you come across something that may seem ill will to you on social media, you're going to scroll right past it. You're not even going to give it any attention. And so I believe that you can utilize social media in a good way and a bad way, but it has to be up to the person that's using it and how they use it as the tool that it is. Yeah, that's, I mean, social media is, is a tool, right? Uh, a tool can, a hammer can build a house, it could tear one down. It's whatever you want it to be. The power of life and death is in the tongue. So, uh, again, uh, we live in a, a world where everybody's distracted and they want you to think how they think. And so that's the influence part, right? Where, you know, if everybody's thinking the same, somebody ain't thinking. That's the danger, okay? Is that what thoughts do you have? Or are you just repeating the ideas of others? So to your question, is it more negative, positive? I don't know if there's a metric to say that, but I know negativity sells. Mm. Distraction sells. Uh, are we a focused community? Probably not, right? And if we are, what are we focusing on? Right. Right. I mean, so I, I think we if we really dialogue, had a dialogue around positive and negative, we would find it that most people, whether positive or negative, are just distracted. Mm-hmm. OK. And if they're distracted, they're not fulfilling their purpose, which that can't be good. So what's a way that we can promote more positivity on social media so that people like you said, when something good pops up on social media, they don't score like buy it and go to something negative or something that fills themselves up with pride, which isn't really a good thing. Like, what is a way that we can put positivity on social media without without people just scrolling right through it and not being interested? Well, you know, social media works with algorithms, right? And so you have to choose what you entertain. And if you don't give it the entertainment, it won't show up on your timeline. 
what you search for, the things that you like, what you push loves, cares, all of those little reactions that Facebook and social media allows you to do, that's what create your algorithms. And so you have to choose what you want to see. It's based off the person that's using the tool. That's so interesting. I mean, think about it. We, we are algorithms. Okay. I mean, really, I mean, we're algorithm. What, what you think is, is starting to repeat itself more and more and more in your life. Right. So Facebook understands that, that most people just like to scroll. Okay. They just like to see, oh man, that's so funny. Ha 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 ha. And, and it works. Mm-hmm. It really works. Right. It's, it could be good for your business. You putting stuff out there. It could just be I'm totally into politics and it's becoming negative in my life and I'm just all over the place, whatever the case is. So I think we got to own our life, mm-hmm. you know, otherwise, if 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 you don't control this, I tell my daughters this. Listen, if you don't control your thoughts, someone will control them for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, someone has something they want you to think that's in their best interest. So if I can't say this is what I believe, then someone will create a belief system for you. And that becomes part of our algorithm. Okay, yeah. so this is our final question. Do you, how do you feel about credit scores? Do you guys feel like that's uh, impactful for the youth today? Because a lot of people don't really know about credit. So can you give us some tips on how to boost our credit up for the next generation, which is us? I think when it comes to credit, a lot of people give more focus to the score than to the metric. And so just like any other system, credit has a metric and you have to understand what that metric is before even identifying a score. A score is just a result. Right. Um, But the importance to credit is knowing what type of credit is healthy, knowing what type of accounts you need to have a good, healthy credit. So that way your FICO scores look good. And that's what they don't give a lot of attention to. They don't teach you um, what 35% accounts you need when it comes to revolving accounts, when it comes to owning a home or having credit cards or understanding the impact behind paying a car note. Each one of those different type of accounts hold a different place when it comes to the FICO score. And that's important to know. Yes. It's perfect. I don't think anything else can be said about that. I mean, that's, it's exactly right. I mean, you got to know the ins and outs of it. Uh, so you don't say, hey, I got this score and I don't know why. Uh, so that's a great question and a great answer. Yeah. A lot of people have an 800 score, but still can't go and purchase property. Yeah. Because it's not about the score. It's what led to that score. It's not about whether you have a good credit score, but whether you properly use your credit card and mm-hmm. properly pay off your credit card debt. Um, we talked about mm-hmm. this in our interview. Mm-hmm. You can have a, a good credit score, but and you can pay your credit off on time. But if you don't properly use your credit card and if you start making huge purchases exactly. over and over and over again, your credit card company and whoever you're trying to get a loan from, they will see that and they'll say, oh, this person might give us our money back, but he's just way too risky. Mm-hmm. Or she's way too risky with her card. And we can't give her a loan because what if she can't pay this loan off? So, again, like you said, you can have an 800, 900, even a 1,000 credit score. But if you, 
if you don't properly use your credit card, you can, you still won't be able to get stuff that you want. Yeah, I'll leave you with this last piece on that. Um, you have to understand when you're dealing with finance and you're dealing with a financial representative, we paint pictures. Mm-hmm. We paint a picture of the person that we see. Mm-hmm. Your finances tell me a lot about your life. And so when you come in and you present yourself as a business owner itself, if you don't have your accounting up to part, your financial reports dissected, then we'll know we can't take you serious. So you have to be responsible and know that when you present yourself, you give a perspective of who you are and what your responsibility level is. Okay, guys. So can you guys please shout out um, your business so people can get in contact with you or Instagram if you can, please? Yes. So my business is, again, SWAA Tax and Financial Consultant. Um, We are located at 2110 West 38th Street. I am on Facebook at Sway Tax Financial Consultant as well as Instagram. And you will see me in the communities a lot. So. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's awesome, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna be connecting with her as well. So, uh, I'm on Instagram at Andre Hogue, A U N D R E H O G U E. I do investments, uh, PFS uh, investments. I do pretty much everything from retirement clowns to insurance to mortgages, everything in one place. So, uh, definitely shout out, man. Uh, whenever if anybody needs anything, I'd love to help them. Okay, and we are closing out. Thank you guys for joining us. We really appreciate these guys. We really appreciate you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Taking time out your day. Yeah, did awesome job. Appreciate you. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. All right, man, we're back. We are back. Who do we have today? We have Miss Ashley. Ashley, tell me about yourself. Tell us about yourself. <clears throat> well, hello. Welcome, and thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Ashley Pylan, and I work with Purdue Extension. I'm a health and human science extension educator with a primary focus of financial resource management. Okay. Who else we got in the building? What's up, man? Oh, my name is Anel. Um, I got a Franklin Central. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I went to. I graduated from Franklin. Central. Really? I did. Oh my gosh! Cool. What's up, y'all? My name's Sean. I go to uh, Purdue Poly uh, as a sophomore. And on me, I'm Jeremiah JT. You know who it is. So, financial literacy. We have learned basically everything we need to learn today, but there's one thing that we are missing out on: resources. Miss Ashley, what are the resources that we need to better educate ourselves on financial literacy? Oh, wow. There's a lot out there. Um, So the one thing I would recommend is be careful on where you gather your resources from um, and find resources that are, um, you know, connected. I know I'm going to say this, but connected to a nonprofit organization or the government. Um, So if the website ends with .org or .gov, those are usually going to be a good place to start with. Um, but another place is if you're in Marion County, connect with your community centers. 
Um, that is the one thing that Marion County has um, that does really well with. And we have phenomenal community centers. Um, we They are all around the surrounding parts of Indi- or Marion County, Indianapolis. Um, they all, most of them have financial coaches that are amazing that can work with you on all avenues of your, where you're at, um, and get you ready to take those next steps. And then last, you can always connect with Purdue Extension. Um, we are available to, um, talk with you. We have 92 counties in the state of Indiana. Um, so there's extension educators all throughout Indiana that can talk with you about financial literacy. So. I wanted to add something else for our, our youth listeners. What is something that y'all learned today? I'm going to start with you and now. Ooh, okay. Um, shoot, I had to think I wasn't ready for that. Um, I learned how a debit and credit card can, like, affect your way of living and how, like, either way, even if you have both, it's just good to be disciplined with your um, money and earnings and learn how to do that. And one way you can learn is, like, through parents. But even if they don't know, like, you can ask your community as well. So I learned that. Definitely. Yes. We all need to know the importance. Credit and debit. Especially establish your credit. What's it, John? Uh, for me, uh, we mostly just talked about, like, like, how can you stay in a focused mindset? So the uh, other man I was here, he was saying... A zoo lion and a wild lion is way different because a zoo lion got to be fed every day. A wild lion got to be able to find its uh, food every day. So being like either way, they're both they're both lions, but they just go a different way of finding what they want. So that's what I really took in for that. And uh, stop being focused on the dollar. That's also a big thing she taught me. Do not be focused on the dollar. Because if you really like something, you wouldn't be worried about the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I definitely learned about the same thing. You know, definitely establishing more credit for myself. Because like Ms. Tassie told me in one of our, um, in our interview, credit is everything right now. Credit is essentially everything that you need in a life. Uh, when it's good, hey, you can be able to spend the money on the things that you want and make sure that you're putting up putting that up in savings, then putting that up into charities and putting that in savings at a young age, starting your savings at a young age, whether it's just $50 from your allowance, 50 or $500 from where you're working, put something up. So you'll have something to, to fall back on unless something happens because you never know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, that's really, that's all I have. He said we had to do 15 minutes, but, um, that's really all I have. Well, I think you guys are doing some amazing work. And um, I've learned a lot today being here. Um, and the amazing work that you guys are doing for your community to share with other young adults is absolutely amazing. So um, you guys deserve a round of applause for that. So doing these podcasts and the videos, um, this is just absolutely amazing. And I've enjoyed myself today. So thank you. No problem. Anytime. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, you know who it is. We are you truth. The real, real talk podcast. We'll see y'all later.
Peace. Peace. This is Real Talk. No strings attached. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast. And be sure to check out other great podcasts on the All Indiana Podcast Network. Online now at allindianapodcastnetwork.com.